0: book two chapter six of the social contract this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the social contract by jean-jacques rousseau book two chapter six the law by the social compact we have given existence and life to the body politic THE QUESTION NOW IS TO ENDOW IT WITH MOVEMENT AND WILL BY LEGISLATION. FOR THE ORIGINAL ACT BY WHICH THIS BODY IS FORMED AND CONSOLIDATED DETERMINES NOTHING IN ADDITION AS TO WHAT IT MUST DO FOR ITS OWN PRESERVATION. WHAT IS RIGHT AND COMFORTABLE TO ORDER IS SUCH BY THE NATURE OF THINGS, AND INDEPENDENTLY OF HUMAN CONVENTIONS. ALL JUSTICE COMES FROM GOD. HE ALONE IS THE SOURCE OF IT but could we receive it directly from so lofty a source, we should need neither government nor laws. Without doubt there is a universal justice emanating from reason alone, but this justice, in order to be admitted among us, should be reciprocal. Regarding things from a human standpoint, the laws of justice are operative among men for want of a natural sanction. They only bring good to the wicked, and evil to the just, when the latter observe them with every one, and no one observes them in return. Conventions and laws, then, are necessary to couple rights with duties and apply justice to its object. In the state of nature, where everything is in common, I owe nothing to those to whom I have promised nothing. I recognize as belonging to others only what is useless to me. This is not the case in the civil state, in which all rights are determined by law. But then, finally, what is law? So long as men are content to attach to this word only metaphysical ideas, they will continue to argue without being understood, and when they have stated what a law of nature is, they will know no better what a law of the state is. I have already said that there is no general will with reference to a particular object. In fact, this particular object is either in the state or outside of it. If it is outside of the state, a will which is foreign to it is not general in relation to it, and if it is within the state, it forms part of it. Then there is formed between the whole and its part a relation which makes of it two separate beings, of which the part is one, and the whole, less this same part, is the other. But the whole, less one part, is not the whole, and so long as the relation subsists, there is no longer any whole, but two unequal parts, whence it follows that the will of the one is no longer general in relation to the other but when the whole people decree concerning the whole people they consider themselves alone and if a relation is then constituted it is between the whole object under one point of view and the whole object under another point of view without any division at all then the matter respecting which the decree is general like the will that decrees it is this act that i call law when i say that the object of the laws is always general i mean that the law considers subjects collectively and actions as abstract never a man as an individual nor a particular action thus the law may indeed decree that there shall be privileges but cannot confer them on any person by name the law can create several classes of citizens, and even assign the qualifications which shall entitle them to rank in these classes, but it cannot nominate such and such persons to be admitted to them. It can establish a royal government and a hereditary succession, but cannot elect a king or appoint a royal family. In a word, no function which has reference to an individual object appertains to the legislative power. From this standpoint, we see immediately that it is no longer necessary to ask whose office it is to make laws, since they are acts of the general will, nor whether the Prince is above the laws, since he is a member of the State, nor whether the law can be unjust, since no one is unjust to himself, nor how we are free and yet subject to the laws, since the laws are only registers of our wills we see further that since law combines the universality of the will with the universality of the object whatever any man prescribes on his own authority is not a law and whatever the sovereign itself prescribes respecting a particular object is not a law but a decree not an act of sovereignty but of magistracy i therefore call any state a republic which is governed by laws under whatever form of administration it may be for then, only does the public interest predominate and the commonwealth count for something. Every legitimate government is republican. I will explain hereafter what government is. Laws are properly only the condition of civil association. The people being subject to the laws should be the authors of them. It concerns only the associates to determine the condition of association. But how will they be determined? will it be by a common agreement by a sudden inspiration has the body politic an organ for expressing its will who will give it the foresight necessary to frame its acts and publish them at the outset or how shall it declare them in the hour of need how would a blind multitude which often knows not what it wishes because it rarely knows what is good for it execute of itself an enterprise so great, so difficult, as a system of legislation. Of themselves, the people always desire what is good, but do not always discern it. The general will is not always right, but the judgment which guides it is not always enlightened. It may be made to see objects as they are, sometimes as they ought to appear. It must be shown the good path that it is seeking and guarded from the seduction of private interests. It must be made to observe closely times and places, and to balance the attraction of immediate and palatable advantages against the danger of remote and concealed evils. Individuals see the good which they reject. The public desires the good which they do not see. All alike have need for guides. The former must be compelled to conform their wills to their reason. The people must be taught to know what they require. Then, from the public enlightenment, results the union of the understanding and the will in the social body. And from the close cooperation of the parts, and lastly, the maximum power of the whole, hence arises the need of a legislator. End of chapter 6